Welcome to the Creative Equation Podcast, a podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and creative individuals who want to leverage creativity in order to increase sales and customer engagement. You'll get a healthy dose of graphic design tips and tricks, as well as sales and marketing strategies to help you and your business continue increasing profits. I'm your host, Brandon Ritchie, and I'm pleased to welcome you to the Creative Equation Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Creative Equation Podcast. My name is Brandon Ritchie, and I help businesses and organizations increase profits and customer engagement with stress-free creative services. Hey, if you've been listening to the show, you know that what I've set out to do is help as many other creatives, as many other business owners and business leaders as I can to leverage creativity in such a way that it does increase profits and sales. And if you're already a listener to the Creative Equation Podcast, you also know that we believe that there is a three-part equation to leveraging creativity in order to increase profits and sales. And we call that the creative equation. Number one, generate proper exposure for your brand, meaning do whatever it takes to make potential customers and potential leads aware that your business exists. Number two, generate proper experience. Make sure that once they know that you exist, they have a great experience on your website and interacting with your brand. And number three, make sure that you are generating proper expectation with your customers. Meaning there's no differing expectation between your company and your customer in regard to products, pricing, or processes. If you can learn to implement the three-part equation into your marketing efforts, you'll be sure to increase profits and sales. Well, today's episode of the Creative Equation Podcast, we're going to be camping out in the first component of the Creative Equation proper exposure. And specifically, we're going to be talking about one of the things that is near and dear to my heart, logo design. Uh, In previous episodes, we've talked about how generating proper exposure is all about making people aware that you and your company and your brand exist. Well, it's hard to do that when you don't have a logo, you don't have a brand, you don't have a brand identity. Think about it. When you're driving down the road, you're driving down the interstate and you look to your right and you see a billboard, a Chick-fil-A billboard on the right side of the road, you know immediately what company that billboard belongs to. Well, how do you know? Because of their logo and because of their colors and their fonts and their design elements and everything else that Chick-fil-A uses in their marketing. Every single category of marketing that they use is on brand, their website, their flyers, their billboards, business cards, vehicle wraps, social media, email marketing, all of it is on brand. And that brand stems from their logo design. When we uh, create branding assets for clients, we start always with the logo design, followed by their colors, fonts, uh, design assets, et cetera. And then once we've established the logo, the look, then we move to the website then to additional marketing materials. But we always start with the logos because that is the backbone of the entire brand. So in this episode of the Creative Equation Podcast, we're gonna be discussing why in the world would you want to know how to design a logo? And then we're gonna get super, super practical and we're gonna break down our company's personal logo design strategy. But first, let's talk first about why you would even want to learn how to create a logo. Well, if you are a business owner or an entrepreneur, the fact is you need a logo. And if you don't wanna hire somebody to create a logo, you can learn to create one yourself. Now, I wanna put a big disclaimer here. 
and tell you that I am not the kind of guy that if I have car problems, I am not going to work on my car myself. I'm going to find a professional. I'm going to find a mechanic. I'm going to hire somebody who knows what they're doing. And so if you do not have a creative bone in your body, you do not want to design your own logo. However, if you are an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, and you're also a creative, or you want to become a creative, or you want to become a graphic designer, uh, and you're interested in learning the skill of logo design, then go for it. Because I wholeheartedly believe that anybody can design. Anybody and everybody can learn to become a graphic designer and can learn these different skills uh, that are required for graphic design. So that is one reason that you might want to learn to design or to create a logo. But even if you're not an entrepreneur, if you're not a business owner, maybe you're a creative or a graphic designer and you want to be able to help other people establish their brand identity and help them grow their business. Plus you can make money. This can be a great stream of revenue, either part-time or full-time, but you can make a living creating art for other people. And so that is a great skill for starting a business. If you're interested in starting a creative business that is selling, creating and selling logos for other people. Okay. So we talked about why you might want to learn how to design or to create logos. But now let's give you guys a bird's eye view of our personal logo design strategy. So here's a bird's eye view. Number one, inspiration. Number two, ideation. Number three, creation. And then number four, presentation. So let's break that down starting with inspiration. Before you can successfully design a logo, you need to become inspired. So how do you do that? How do you get inspired? Well, you see what else is out there. So what are some other great logos or some other great brands that are already in that niche or that industry of the business that you're creating the logo for? So let's say that you are designing a logo for a pressure washing company. So try Googling pressure washing logos or pressure washing company logos, and then just look through the first one, two, three pages of Google. Another really great place for you to go for inspiration is a website called Dribble. There's another one called Behance, but essentially these are sites for designers for them to upload and share their art. So you can search pressure washing and see a ton of already designed pressure washing logos. But here's the thing. You are not cheating the system by seeing what is already out there. You're simply being inspired. So you're not going to go copy somebody else's logo, but you might see that most pressure washing logos out there are blue in color. And just knowing that about the industry might help you not to decide to use green in your own pressure washing logo. Green, however, might work perfectly if you were designing a logo for a lawn care company. Um, So you're getting inspired by colors. You're getting inspired by typography. You're getting inspired by icons and iconography. You'll probably see some fonts that look cheesy, some fonts that you hate, some fonts that you love. And that's great because you're narrowing down what your logo will look like and what it won't look like. What do you want your logo to look and feel like and what don't you want it to look and feel like? So that's it. Become inspired. You can also find inspiration in just in everyday life. You're walking down the street, you see a flyer taped to a telephone post, or you're walking through Publix and you see some of their advertising or some of their marketing. So the same inspiration strategies that you're implementing for logo design inspiration, you can use for flyer design inspiration, for website design inspiration, etc. So you are getting inspired. You're finding colors, fonts, icons that you like and don't like, and you're gonna use all of that for the next step in the logo design process, which is ideation. So ideation is fun. In fact, it's probably the most fun part of the process. So in this step, you're going to be pulling out a notebook and a pencil, 
and you're going to start drawing and writing some ideas. So you're going to start by writing the name of the company. So let's just say that you are designing a logo for a coffee shop. And let's just say that your fictitious business name is Happy Roasters Coffee. Okay. So you're going to start by just simply writing out the words Happy Roasters Coffee on your piece of paper. Then you're going to try writing it in all caps. And then you're going to try writing it lowercase. And then instead of a sans serif font, which by the way, a sans serif font simply means without serif, which if you think about a uh, font like Times New Roman, how it has all those um, kind of danglies on the different letters, that is a serif. So sans serif just means it doesn't have that. Um, Then you're going to try writing it in a serif font like Times New Roman. Okay. Then you're going to try a cursive script font. Now, maybe you're going to try mixing up a little bit. So maybe happy roasters is in a script font, but the word coffee underneath it is in a much smaller uppercase font. So you're going to try a few different things with typography right there on your sketch pad, on your piece of paper with your pencil. Okay. Now that you've tried a few different things for typography, what about your icon, right? Because most logos, not all, but most logos have an icon associated with the typography and then the icon and the typography together. That's often referred to as a lockup. So you're just going to start thinking about some ideas for this iconography and you're just going to start drawing. What comes to mind when you think of a coffee shop? Coffee beans, coffee cups, a coffee maker, cream and sugar. There's no wrong answer. You're simply brainstorming. Then once you've brainstormed a few ideas, Try writing down some of your ideas and try drawing some of these ideas to match with your typeface. So what if above the words happy roasters, so remember we have happy roasters in a cursive font uh, or like a script font. What if above that you drew just a really simple coffee cup with steam coming off the top? And what if there was an H for happy? What if there was an H printed on the cup? Or what if you use the coffee bean idea and made a huge H, a large H made out of coffee beans and placed that in a circle to the left of your typography. So this is what the ideation phase is all about. You're just trying to see what happens. You're getting things on paper and you're just letting the ideas flow. Okay, so let's say that you finally have an idea for your Happy Roasters Coffee Company that you love. Now it's time for the creation stage. So you're gonna pull out your computer and you're gonna begin designing digitally. So there's a few different software options out there that people love to use to design logos. Some people design logos on Canva. Some people design logos on PowerPoint, believe it or not. Some people use Adobe products. Most people use Adobe products like Photoshop or Illustrator. Now here's the thing. Photoshop is great for a lot of things. In fact, we're going to talk about Photoshop a little bit later on in this episode, but here's the issue with designing your logo in Photoshop. Photoshop is a raster based program, meaning that it doesn't support vector files. So it probably would be smart to pause here and kind of unpack what a vector file is. Well, if something is a vector, it means that there are no pixels. You could zoom in forever and ever and ever, and the logo would never get pixelated. So this is great for large signage like pop-up banners or uh, billboards. Um, Or if you need to use it for embroidery or for screen printing, a lot of times those guys exclusively use vector files like EPS files or AI files. So this just helps you to have a really clean, crisp design that basically makes it impossible for it to get pixelated or to lose quality. So you need to use Adobe Illustrator for this stage in the logo design process. 
Okay, so because this is an audio podcast, I'm unable to give you specific instructions related to using the Adobe Illustrator software, but you can find tons and tons of tutorials and videos on YouTube that can help you figure all of that out. Uh, but once you've installed the software, you have Adobe Illustrator, you're simply gonna create a new document. So I usually open a 10 inch by 10 inch blank canvas uh, to start working with. And then you're just gonna use your type tool to type out the name of your company, Happy Roasters Coffee. Then you're gonna try a bunch of different fonts. You're gonna try to du uh, duplicate or emulate the fonts that you had already created or that you already wrote in your ideation um, stage in the logo design process on your piece of paper. Uh, but you're just gonna try different fonts and you can actually duplicate your design over and over and over again in Illustrator so that you can have a side-by-side -side comparison of different versions of your logo. And then you can quickly identify which fonts are working, which fonts aren't working. So let's just say that you found a font or you found a collection of fonts that you really, really like. Okay, so now you're gonna start working on your iconography. So let's say that you decided you really like that idea of the coffee cup that we talked about earlier. Well, there's a few ways that you can create your coffee cup digitally. So option number one, you can connect a drawing tablet to your computer and actually draw a hand-drawn coffee cup. So I've done this before with logo design. Uh, there's a lot of really great tablets out there that you can use to actually hand draw some really, really great iconography. So that's one way that you could do it. If you're not as uh, traditionally artistically gifted with drawing, painting, that kind of stuff, then what you can do is you can take a picture of a coffee cup or you can find a picture of a coffee cup online, put it into Illustrator and then use the pen tool in Illustrator to trace over it, creating an outline of the cup from the picture. So this is pretty neat. Uh, I've done this with custom buildings, taking a picture of a building outside, putting it into Illustrator and then using the pen tool um, to kind of create points and create lines to basically trace that building. So that's another way that you can create your iconography. Um, and then the third way is you could get a little head start using a website that offers royalty-free graphics and vectors. We actually created a blog post not too long ago that listed out some of our absolute favorite websites that offer these types of royalty-free graphics. So if you're interested in checking that out, you can find that blog post at brandonrichie.com slash blog. But just to name a few, you could check out freepick.com, F-R-E-E-P-I-K.com not a sponsor, or Envato Elements, but both of these have royalty-free graphics available. Uh, some of them are free of charge. Some of them uh, require a monthly subscription in order to gain access, but this could be a really great starting point to be able to find a coffee cup or to find some steam for the coffee cup or something like that. So no matter how you decide to get your icon, you're gonna have your icon and you're gonna place it in Illustrator along with your text for Happy Roasters Coffee. Then you're just gonna try to position it at different places. You're gonna try it on top, to the side, bigger, smaller, et cetera. Um, so you're just gonna try a lot of different things just to see what feels good. So let's just say that you've worked on this for a while and now you like it. You got it to a place where you're like, man, this is pretty, pretty dang good. I'm gonna present this to my customer for their feedback and their approval. Well, that brings us to the presentation part of the logo design strategy. So this is all about selling the logo to your customer. And by selling, I don't mean actually selling, I just mean getting them excited about the vision that you have for the logo design concept. So you're helping them to see what the logo could look like and feel like in real life 
uh, if they were to purchase this particular logo design from you. So the main way that we're going to do this is we're going to use mockups. So mockup templates can be downloaded from sites like Envato Elements that we mentioned earlier, or from Creative Market, which is another um, pretty great place to get templates and mockups and different things like that. Um, again, there's some free options out there for mockups. You could search on Google free t-shirt mockup or free hat mockup or free embroidery mockup. Um, either way, we're going to open these mockup templates in Photoshop and you're simply going to replace the template graphic with this new logo graphic that you created for happy roasters coffee. So maybe the mockup is showing what the logo could look like on a coffee cup or on a hat or in a t-shirt. Either way, it's showing what the logo could look like in action. So another really great resource for mockups uh, is a website called Placeit. You can find that at placeit.net. Placeit is kind of unique because you actually create the mockup online on their website and then you download the uh, final picture. Whereas um, most other mockups that you would get from Envato Elements or something like that, they actually give you a Photoshop file that you would uh, kind of create the mockup in and then you would export that as a JPEG. Um, but either way, you're wanting to figure out a solution for mockups to be able to create some really nice mockups that you can then present to your customer. Um, okay, so you have your mockups, maybe you have three or four or five, but now you're going to create a PDF presentation for your customer, which includes a few different things. Number one, it needs to include the design by itself. So it needs to have a, uh, basically just a picture of your logo design on a white background. And then you're going to want to include a section for the mockups. So a page for the hat mockup or the t-shirt mockup or the coffee mug mockup. Either way, you're going to want to include those mockups in your PDF presentation. And then lastly, you're going to need to include a small write-up communicating what was going through your mind when you were designing the logo. So for instance, why did you choose the font that you chose? Or why did you choose the color that you chose? Or why did you choose to create the iconography the way that you chose to create it? So that's really helpful for customers because they can kind of understand the design process a little bit. It also shows that you put some time and thought into creating this concept uh, for the logo. Okay, so that's basically it. So just to recap, the process that we talked about for designing a logo goes as follows. Inspiration, ideation, creation, and presentation. So in future podcasts, we will provide more tips and tricks related to logo design and graphic design in general. But for today, we just wanted to scratch the surface for what the general process looks like for logo design. Also, you don't have to use this exact same design process that our team uses. You can take it, adapt it, change it, and implement your own logo design process that works for your team. Well, this episode of the Creative Equation Podcast is coming to a close, but I just wanted to say thank you, the listener, for taking time to listen to this episode of the Creative Equation Podcast. Remember, we are on a mission to help as many creatives and as many entrepreneurs as possible, and we love if you would continue following along on that journey with us. If you found any of today's content helpful, we'd be incredibly grateful if you would share this podcast with others who may benefit from it. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. Stay creative, and we'll catch you next time.